Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game, brought to you by Sly Fox Brewing. That's right, Sly Fox Brewing. Get a bunch of that delicious Glove Dropper IPA. It's a blood orange IPA straight from Sly Fox. Confrontation beer. Get it ready for that stadium series. Something tells me you're going to need it. Anyway, yeah, here we are in the post game. Uh, like I said right before we started, I don't plan on doing this for very long tonight because I hate having to work harder than the team. Um, they are just starting to look more and more like the team uh, we saw under Dave Haxtall. They are starting to look more and more like the pre-Carter Hart team. Um, you know, a lot during this streak was masked by how well Carter Hart was playing, especially in first periods. Uh, this is a team that comes out notoriously slow, and uh, Hart has been in before this week, really, uh, making a bunch of first period saves that allow them to ease into games as we know they like to do. Uh, the last two, he just hasn't been doing that. And we've seen the results. Uh, sure. You want Hart to make, you know, on those first two, you want him to make at least one. Uh, that third one was, I would say more than anything unlucky, but this is the NHL. If you don't seal it, um, it's the best players in the world. They're going to find those creases, and that's just what happens. Uh, I'm not discouraged by what I've seen out of Carter Hart, but it's it's because I expected him to get lit up at some point this season. Uh, it's a lot like I've been saying with all the youngsters. I want to see them play through their warts. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they go right back to Hart. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't uh, for the outdoor game other than maybe you just don't want to I, I guess it depends on what you uh, what you think you're going to get out of the rest of your team. Like I said, you want Hart to maybe make some of those saves uh, that he didn't make early tonight. But when you watch the way everyone played in front of him and watch the way the team continued to play, um, you know, at least against Tampa after the first period, they kind of came out and and uh, played better. They weren't able to force the comeback or anything like they were in their in their two previous games against Tampa. But at least they like looked like they were playing NHL hockey at points in the second and third period of those games. They just looked uh, real disinterested. Um, they, you know, they broke the, uh, they broke the shutout. So I guess that's something ghost picks up another point. Good for him. Uh, Raffle, you know, goes to the net, gets a goal. That's what he does. Um, it was a nice, it was a nice, some nice puck moving on the play. Uh, nice. It would have been cool to make that kind of play in the first, I don't know, 40 minutes of the game or so. Uh, they just didn't have it tonight, which again, uh, that is fine. On some nights, you just don't have it, whether it's your goalie or everyone else, whatever, a combination. Some nights you just don't have it. It's an 82-game season. The frustrating part is you lost the, uh, like, you lost the benefit of that when you threw away the first half of the season. If you're going to convince me that you were actually in a playoff race. I don't think it's, I don't think they're making it, you know, I, I, it's, I'd rather the games mean something than not. At least they mean something to the players if they think they're in it down the stretch. So that's whatever I have to watch. So it might as well be some entertaining hockey. Um, but they, they played themselves into this hole that they can't have these kind of nights and they did. And that's just kind of, maybe a lot of people are saying it's better that the, um, it's better that they're getting exposed rather than win playing flawed hockey like they were for a lot of that nice stretch. Um, 
it, because it, it won't allow the front office, namely Chuck Fletcher, to use that as an excuse not to keep the big picture in mind. Like, you still have to get something for Wayne Simmons. You should really try to get whatever you can from Michael Roffel. Um, I think you can get some sort of compensation, uh, even if you have to cover, like, half of his salary for Brian Elliott. I think you can get something. If it's a sixth rounder in 2021, I don't care because he's not coming back. He doesn't factor in. Once Cam Talbot starts dressing, Brian Elliott serves no more purpose and won't be here next year. He's a UFA, so get something for him. But uh, it's just disheartening. You know, you sit down, you want to see them respond. You want to see Hart respond after the bad performance uh, against Tampa. And, like, in that game, you just go, all right, it's Tampa. It's freaking Tampa. They're awesome. They beat up pretty much everybody this year. Like, they're on the best pace since the 95-96 Red Wings. They have an MVP candidate in Kucherov who is going to score the most points in a season since Yager and Lemieux did it together uh, in, in that 95-96 season. Like, it's that's the kind of pace they're on. They're that good. But then to come out tonight and just not show up at all, uh, just really not have it, it's disheartening. Um one thing I want to get into is because uh, I we kind of just ran out of time on last night's BSH radio. I wanted to talk to I wanted to talk about Claude Giroux. Um, man, he's just not playing his best hockey right now, and we've gotten into it a little bit. I just think the line he's on is uh, it's just not working. It, they they tried putting Raffle up there uh, for for different periods tonight, and it's when your answer as a checking winger is Michael Roffel. Like, listen, I've always said on a good team, on a fourth line, Michael Roffel serves a hell of a purpose, but this is not that. And using him with Claude Giroux, man, I just can't watch that shit anymore. It's just not a, it's just like, oh man, how is after Lindblom and if, you know, Giroux's at center, you you can't use him as a winger uh, on his own line, obviously. So how is now, okay, we're looking for a winger who can uh, check a little bit, and yep, it's got to be Just It shows you the lack of depth on this team still in some of the areas they need to focus on uh, in terms of adding a a dynamic forward who can at least help out somewhat defensively. Stone, Mark Stone. Yeah, uh, that's that's really it. My takeaways from tonight are just that. If if this if they had played up to their potential in the first half of the season, you could write off nights like this as just ah okay. But when it comes out, and I know this is just um, posturing by the GM more than anything. Oh yeah, we might keep Simmons, so you better blow us away with offers. But when it does come out that oh yeah, they're focused on staying in the race, so you might not move Simmons and just. You know, let him walk at the end of the year, use him as your own rental, all that stuff. And it's like, really? Because they're focused on staying in the race? That's not at all what I saw tonight. Not even close. Um, And that's just my takeaway from tonight is they just didn't have it. Let's get to your stuff. Do they trade Simmer before or after the outdoor game? I I think it's going to happen on deadline day personally. But uh, anything – just depends on when the offers start coming in. Deadlines to me are when deadlines get things done. You know, um, I always look at that Nylander contract. They were a couple of hundred thousand bucks apart the whole time. And it took all the way up until the deadline to get that thing done. Um, I think Simmons gets done on deadline day. 
when it's finally like shit or get off the pot time. Like, all right, you know what? It is stupid to just keep him, uh, and they're going to flirt with it. So I think he'll play in the outdoor game. That would be my guess. How did you like the pairing of Ghost and Myers? I liked uh, the dynamic ability of it. They showed how athletic and quick they could be. Man, Myers was the only bright spot tonight. Just seeing how aggressive he is, how he can uh, use his size and his skating ability to stick with puck carriers. Uh, he really likes to deny zone exits, which I love. Uh, I love pinching down on that secondary effort to try to um, to try to just get a second chance uh, at some offense. I, I like the kid. He showed some passing ability tonight. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, I think that's a I think that's a pair with a lot of potential. I don't know if it's something many coaches would be comfortable with playing those two together, uh, but I definitely didn't dislike it. What could Hart have done? Odd man rushes with passes across the Royal Road and a pick squeezes up the pad. Yeah, and a puck squeezes under the pad and a skate. He could have made the saves. I I'm not saying they wouldn't have been tough saves, but he could have made the saves. I don't think he was absolutely like the worst goalie I've ever seen. I don't think he was absolutely the worst goalie I've ever seen against Tampa, but make a high danger save. He, he will. He just didn't tonight. It's a five on two in the flyer zone all game long. No wonder why the defense looks horrible. Yeah, that's for stretches at least while maybe they were masking a bunch of their deficiencies um, with good goaltending. You at least had like, the team on the right side of the puck, you know, it wasn't, uh, they were breaking out as a unit. They were defending well. They were giving up a ton of shots, but a lot of them were from the outside. And suddenly we're right back to that mad scramble in the defensive zone. And um, yeah, like you said, five on twos, five on four on ones down low, like all sorts of just uh, miscommunications and missed assignments and goalies hung out to dry. I've seen it a ton, especially these last two games. Um, yeah, they, they lost a lot of their structure recently. Like I said, I think they weren't playing as well as their record indicated. I think a lot of it was just regression. They weren't nearly as bad as they played. Uh, and the results weren't, shouldn't have been as bad as they were in the first half of the season. And they kind of just got, you know, a little bit of bounce back from that. But now, uh, it seems that they're falling into some old habits and that's tough to see when, we should be grooming these young kids and putting them in a good environment. And we're, it's just not that right now. Uh, I want to see everyone keep playing. I want to see all these young kids just get, I would, what did Myers end up playing tonight? Let's give that a look. I did not open the box score yet. So bear with me a minute, but uh, like I would have played Myers the entire third period tonight. It, it was, what's the difference? Let him go out there and get his reps in, you know, what's, What's the point of not doing it? Oh, no, we might give up more goals. And he was, to me, their best skater tonight. All right, where are you, Phil? Yeah, he played 20-28. So uh, let's see. Uh, Ghost played 22-37. And, of course, 3-13 of that was on the power play. Uh, Provy played 21-21, 2-47 of it on the power play. And then, yeah, so Phil Myers plays the third most minutes tonight with no special teams time while, uh, yeah, let's see, Sanheim, 17-32, Haig, 15-23, and McDonald, 16-21. My God, that Haig-McDonald pair. That is um, not ideal, eh? I don't want the hope of a playoff spot only to be crushed the first round again. Who cares? They make it, they make it. They're probably not going to.
if Simmons is being dealt, why has he been playing? Because you, most of the time you don't just sit a guy. I don't think anything's imminent where you're going to take him out. But Simmons plays. He's a player. That's what you do. You just – guys play. That's what happens. Hey, Bill, is Carter still starting on Saturday night? I mean, he shouldn't be tired. He got quick breaks. He's got – I mean, 20 – he's played one full period in the last two games. Uh, I would bet that Carter Hart's going to start. Um I hope he does just because the people who are going would rather see him than anybody else. I wouldn't have the biggest problem in the world if they're like, hey, Cam Talbot, guess what? Your first starts in the outdoor game. Uh, but I, I, I think if I had to guess, it would be Carter Hart on Saturday. Swiss cheese defense, Simmons for a top four defenseman. Why would a team in contention trade away a top four D-man? Because it's going to be a team who thinks they can win the cup trading for Simmons, why would they give up a top four D-man for him? They wouldn't. Hagen, Amac were super bad. Myers looked good again. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, I want to see as much Phil Myers as possible. He's at least proven he can play at this level. Uh, he's, even if he's raw, even if he still has fine tuning and he takes chances, I love the chances he takes, especially in the third. Like he pinched a couple times and it worked and one time he got burned. One, I'll always take two to one on the uh, on the success to fail ratio, and also it's five nothing. Why not pinch on every shift? What are you trying to defend against? I'll never understand backing up in that sort of situation. Pinch every time. It's over anyway. Uh, <laughs> but I, I do. I love his aggressiveness uh, with his size and his skating. I think he brings a different element to this team. He's a very strong guy. We talked about that. Uh, his uh, his game against Detroit. The uh, Sunday game, he he just showed off a lot of his strength in front of the net. I just want to see more and more Phil Myers because it's just another guy we've been hearing about for so long. Give him his shot. The defense is porous. Uh, they can be very porous. Why not give a guy who factors into the future the look finally? Amac needs to ride the bench when Gudis comes back. Yeah, he, he needs to ride the bench no matter what. He needs to never play. I He does. I don't get it. Yet another coach who thinks Andrew McDonald needs to be in this lineup. He is not a good NHL player. Um, I get it. With uh, the suspension now, he's one of the six who are available, but it's pointless to me. It's absolutely pointless. Phil Myers looked good. If AMAC plays beyond stadium series, interim coach is an idiot. I think all coach. I say it all the time, but all coaches are bad. Like I, there were two teams this year that thought Brandon Manning was a necessary piece for them. Like all coaches are bad. Not being prepared in the first period is on the players. I agree. We've seen this through how many coaches now. Uh, I can only blame so many coaches when, uh, at a certain point, you have to take it upon yourself to just be ready to go from jump. Uh, I think coaches can serve a role in motivating their guys and having a, a strategy to come out strong. But at the end of the day, you need to come out real hard to start games or you're going to be in holes uh, like they're in. Like I said, during the uh, during their stretch of, of a bunch of wins, they were getting saves. And so it masked their poor starts a lot of nights. But it hasn't in the last two games, and that's what happens when you give up. I mean, just – three-on-ones through the neutral zones, guys standing flat-footed. I mean, to hear, like, the way 
when you listen to the broadcasts every night, and it's always the criticism's always kind of wishy-washy, and then tonight Bill Clement's just like, look at them all standing still. Terrible. Like, that is harsh criticism, especially coming from him. Like, oh, man, Clement, you're – yeah, and it, it was very well warranted tonight. A lot of just standing around waiting for someone else to make a play. Kind of funny, though, Sen's not moving Stone and Duchesne has stalled everything. Would love Simmer – uh, to a team that has a chance this year, so I have someone to root for in postseason. Um, yeah, that is slowing everything up, them not being able to make their chance to uh, other teams not being able to, um, you know, okay, Duchesne went here, Stone went here, so now we have to go down on our wish list. What else do we need? Uh, it is kind of holding everything up. And Ryan Dezingle, too. I mean, geez, that dude would be a valuable uh, – a real valuable commodity for a playoff team, especially if you're up against the cap. You're not looking to make a huge move. He's a nice player, too. So the Sens, obviously, being inept, um, kind of holds everything up. But like I said, uh, deadlines get things done as we get into the weekend and approach Monday. This is uh, – there used to be, I feel like, a lot more movement in the week leading up. Uh, remember, I think Homer made a move – like the week before the deadline, like three years in a row or something. Uh, so I, I don't know. I guess everyone just wants to wait to the last possible minute now because so many teams think they're in it. There's just like every – look at the West. Like L.A. is absolutely terrible and in last place, and they're, only, they're not that far out of it, you know. It's not like they're 22 points out. Um, yeah, so it's – I guess everyone wants to wait until the last possible second. Uh, the – GMs of teams that are kind of selling or just thinking all these teams still think they're in it. Let's wait, wait for someone to hit the panic button. Kind of like, um, kind of like the Harper situation, like Bryce Harper and Scott Boris are just sitting there. Like someone's going to panic. Someone's going to panic and overpay. And I guess that's just what we have to hope happens with Simmons too. Did the Flyers sign Harper yet? Way to go, Joe Jordan. I think we can say we're past the point of Gordon shedding, shedding the interim tag. Nothing against Gordon, but at least with someone like Q, they won't be able to dictate he keeps Knobloch and Lappy. I never thought, like, shedding – why give a guy assurance? Why not have a coaching search? Even if you don't get Joel Quenville, have a coaching search. Actually bring in a bunch of different people, interview them, get different. Even if you don't hire them, it's probably beneficial to uh, it's probably beneficial to the organization to bring in a bunch of people and ask them, what would you do? How would you do this? And get multiple perspectives on the direction of the franchise and then make your decision from there. If they get Quenville, awesome. If they have a big coaching search and at the end of the day, they don't get one of the big names and they go, you know what? Scott Gordon did a pretty good job. Uh, we're going to go with him. I'll have no problem with that. As long as there's an interview process and a search and like they earnestly try to get the best guy for the job and bring in a bunch of different perspectives and get all different voices and figure out what's going to work with this team because they need it. <laughs> they very badly need it. Gordon saying this team didn't even give Hart a chance. No, it's very evident that the team played like shit in front of him. Uh, it's just the fact that they've done that in first periods, and especially in like the first five, ten minutes of first periods, uh, a lot for Carter Hart, and he's bailed them out. He didn't tonight. Um, I, I don't think it means he's going to be a bad goalie now. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be a very good goalie. Uh, he just didn't play his best game tonight. 
didn't play his worst. I just he was what he was. He was just a, a so-so goalie behind a team that didn't have it. That's what happens. Wouldn't you think Elliott has shown enough to get offers to be a backup on a contending team? Uh, we talked about that a little last night on BSH Radio. I, th- it's, No, I don't think he's shown enough, but someone might just go, hey, we need some depth. We have the roster spot. What's the point of you know an eighth defenseman or whatever, whatever you're carrying extra uh, when we can just call them up? Um, after the trade deadline, of course, you can have as many players as you can fit under the cap. There's no limit. So maybe if you want to carry a third goalie or something uh, – Maybe. Um, my suggestion was San Jose, but there was talk that they were getting Ryan Miller. I don't know if that's actually happened yet, if they're still negotiating or if it's still just rumored or whatever. Uh, but I, I I, think you could probably get something for Ryan Elliott, even if, like I said, it's a sixth-round pick in 2021. That's fine because it's found money. He's a guy who serves no purpose once Cam Talbot is dressing. So. If Myers was in over AMAC in the Tampa Bay game, better results, cowardice from the coaches, I, I would like to think that, and it's fun to think um, because we don't know. He gives you a better chance because he has the possibility to make a play, but I don't know if he doesn't play like shit against that team. They're awesome. They're freaking awesome. It's it, They're on another level right now. It's not even like they're the best team in the league. They're, they're playing at a historic pace right now. I don't know. Maybe Myers gives you more of a chance to make it. He adds to your potential to to make that game more competitive. But, I, you know, they got through 60 minutes twice um, tied with Tampa earlier in the year, and I'm pretty sure McDonald played in both of those games. I actually don't know for a fact that he did, but I'm going to guess he did. Uh, it's, you know, Tampa's just really good. Hey, dude, I was at the Bell Center tonight. Horrible, no passion, shameful for all the Flyers fans that were in attendance. It was a shit game. And, like, in an 82-game season, shit games happen. It sucks that they're in a position where you threw away the first half of the season, so we can't just go, eh, they didn't have it tonight, you know? Uh, They are where they are in the standings because they didn't have it for most of the first half of the season. And even when they did, like, there was a good chance their goaltending was going to let them down. They've been dependent on goaltending through a lot of this stretch. They didn't get it tonight. And as we know, when they don't get good goaltending, this is what happens. 5-1 losses. Too late to tank now. Ottawa and probably a few other teams have an insurmountable lead on us. Adding more young guys isn't my number one. That's not my number one priority. Right now, the number one priority is getting all the young guys, as many that we already have, as much ice time as possible. Nolan Patrick, Oscar Lindblom, Travis Sandheim, Ivan Provorov, Phil Myers, Carter Hart, just getting them all into the swing of being NHL players um, and being productive NHL players, being part of a team that could, on a nightly basis, challenge to win games. They haven't been that for, you know, let's say for the last six periods they've played, but before that, that is what this team was starting to look like. So I just, yes, it would be awesome to, it would be awesome to get a top two draft pick. Absolutely. Maybe by playing out the string and not tanking, they get rewarded with karma like they did in 2017 and get the second overall pick. Who knows? Um, Even if you finish last, you're not guaranteed shit. We learned that in 2007 when 
we went 22 and 60 and didn't get the first pick. And then the guy who went first scored a Stanley Cup winning goal against us. So it's not a guarantee of anything. Uh, I, I'm more concerned about the players who are here developing, playing in the NHL, playing through it, and becoming better so they can actually take the step forward next season that they were supposed to take this season. Push it all. All right, I'll let you I'll I'll let it go. I'll let this season just be. Ah, eh, we fucking sucked in the first half. Uh, Dave Haxtell was a black cloud. We were getting terrible goaltending. For whatever reason, the power play just went to shit this year. Um, you know, we knew the PK was going to be bad because it's been bad, and they didn't do anything to fix it. So all those things combined to throw away the first half of this season, um, let's hit the ground running next year. And I think that starts with getting all the young guys as many reps as possible this year. So, of course, I got to ask, Bill, think this stadium series we're going to get flattened or you think we'll actually put up some sort of fight or does something need to happen? I think the Flyers are a super inconsistent team. They could very well come out. I mean, they beat the – look back to December. <laughs> like The Flyers looked like a bad team going into that uh, going into that Penguins game that they won in December. So, it's hockey, man. Bad teams win. It's – Coin flip. Every game's a coin flip. Tampa Bay, hands down, will win it all. I mean, it's shaping up that way, but the best team often doesn't win in hockey. It's the way she goes. Honestly, what is going on with Provorov? This is what 21-year-olds look like in the NHL. Sometimes they have bad years. I'm just chalking it up to you. Chalking it up to that. Progression isn't linear. He's having a shit season. It happens. Hawks doing better now without Q. I mean, they're doing marginally better. They're on a nice little run. Are you going to tell me that they would have won more than three cups without the guy? Like, I, some every coach gets fired. That's just what happens. So at a certain point, he's just no longer working. I, this means – and look at how bad the West is. Like, actually look at how bad the West is and tell me in any other year if this Blackhawks team would be a playoff team. The answer to that is they wouldn't be. Do we know what's the deal weather-wise Saturday? Speaking of next game, think it'll still be on or will it get rained out? I guess there's a chance they move it to Sunday, but I think it's supposed to rain Sunday too. I honestly have no idea. Uh, they might just play in the rain. It'll be fine. Wear a hat. That Gouda suspension was BS. Not saying we would have won either way, but he clubbed the guy in the head with his stick. You can't do that. I can't believe he didn't get more, considering his last suspension was for clubbing a guy in the head with his stick. Like, you can't do that. That's illegal. You need to be suspended for hitting a guy in the head with his stick. I think it's hilarious just because the video is so damn funny. Uh, but you can't hit a guy in the head with your stick. Are they playing it Saturday afternoon now? I that's uh, I hate when they do it during the day just because it makes it makes no sense to play any outdoor game during the day. Like, oh, what's the biggest problem? Oh, sunlight, absolutely. Oh, well, let's play it when the sun's up then. It makes no fucking sense when they do. I don't care if it, you want it on against uh, whatever at 1 o'clock on New Year's Day for the Winter Classic. It's just stupid. Do it at night when it's dark. There's no sun. I, I, <laughs> this league, man, it, it's the simplest thing. I can't – you have no idea how mad it makes me because it's so simple. Oh, what, what usually screws up the, the ice? Oh, the sun, obviously. Direct sunlight onto frozen water will result in poor hockey. Oh, you know what? Let's just keep playing them at 1 o'clock. Like, I hate it. Um, but 
if they have to move it because it's going to rain, I guess it makes more sense to play it when it's not going to rain than when it is going to rain. I don't know. Fletcher better have sat through the whole game tonight. I don't think Fletcher ever lost sight of the big picture. I think he was smart enough to know that even when they were winning a bunch of games and had the win streak and all that, um, a lot of this team's deficiencies were being masked by really good goalie play, even not Carter Hart. Like, we're looking at Anthony Stolarz going, oh, wow, huh, this guy looks like something. And I'm not saying he isn't, but I am saying, <laughs> is he, though? <laughs> I just I just think um, <clears throat> he never – I don't think Fletcher ever bought that this was a team that shouldn't sell its pending UFAs and – shouldn't look or like should stay out of the you know rental market unless a guy comes with basically an extension in hand you know Stolarz is a backup at best he might turn into something like a lot of goalies don't peak until later and he's also got the handicap of very little playing time over the last few years so he could very well develop into something you just can't bank on it and he wasn't coming back because he was going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year and why would he come to a place that wouldn't guarantee him NHL time? We were clearly looking to add a veteran, and he'd be right back in the same situation, fighting for third on the depth chart at best. How about Myers promising, Veroni too? Veroni's nothing. Veroni's a replacement-level fourth-liner. He's whatever. He's here. He won't be next year. He's whatever. He's like 29. All right, I'm going to wait a couple – minutes here. I told you I just didn't feel like going long tonight. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, going to wait a few more seconds just to see if we get any more comments in here. But I think everyone kind of knows what this game was. This is just kind of a throwaway game. And like I've said a few times, that happens in an 82-game season. Some nights you just don't have it. Um, that said, it really sucks when you don't have it in front of Carter Hart, and it really sucks when you don't have it um, – after you've dug yourself into the kind of hole they've dug themselves into. If they were third in the division or solidly in that first wild card or whatever, and they just come out with a, you know, they just come out and have a clunker, so be it. It just happens every now and then. But it sucks when they're just starting to play well. And like I said, I, I don't think it's more than a negotiating tactic. But when you see uh, when you see media reports that oh the Flyers might keep Wayne Simmons they're focused on staying in the race and it's like all right I never thought it was the worst thing and this was in the beginning of the year obviously things have changed because of the way the season started but in the beginning of the year my thought was it's not the worst thing in the world to keep Wayne Simmons and lose him for nothing if it could contribute to a legitimate playoff run which would be more than one round. Um, I never thought that would be the worst thing in the world. But now, of course, we sit here and go, uh, one round looks like way more than they're going to get. Um, so it is it is what it is. But that's ah, that was the Montreal game on February. February? Is it really February? Why is there a silent R? I can't – that – I can't get into this. All right, guys, thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks for joining me tonight. Of course, if you haven't, uh, check out or subscribe to our podcast feed. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever podcasts are found. And if you haven't yet, 
Get tickets to the Alumni Showdown. It is tomorrow night. That's right. Friday night at the Class of 23 Arena uh, on Penn's campus. It's right there. Check it out. It's going to be a good time. All proceeds go to the Flyers uh, or the Snyder Hockey Foundation. It's a really good cause, so look into it. If you if you got nothing going on tomorrow, why not come down? The whole Broad Street uh, hockey crew is going to be there. Uh, we're going to be doing some sort of coverage live from the uh, from the event, so you can come down, see us, see some uh, see some Flyers alumni play. It's going to be a good time. So come on, come on out and join us. Again, special thank you to Sly Fox. If you don't have your glove dropper blood orange IPA for the stadium series, go find it. Go find it. Go to Sly Fox's website, see wherever it's being carried, and go get it. All right, guys, that's it for me. Um, don't know really what the post-game situation is going to be for the outdoor game on Saturday. Uh, but something tells me I will be joining you one way or another on Monday. Uh, so until then, have a great week, everybody.